Namaste. I hope everyone's doing well. In this episode, I wanted to just give you all um, a brief description of what the Healing Hugi is. I know I've uh, kind of explained it on Facebook, but I wanted to go into more detail about how I came up with it. And it started when I was um, initiated into the rights of the moon and key. I learned about it from a teacher who mentioned the word. It was a free course. I'm not sure if it's still free, but it was a free course. And I just, I was like, I'm going to look at it. And I did. And I liked it. It, it kind of stuck with me throughout the years. So I finally got a chance to work with it, work with that energy, because I see it as a good, as an energy. Um, and it basically, basically means uh, coziness, comfort, home, you know, it makes me feel like that cold night when you're wrapped up in your warm blanket and you got your hot cocoa or your tea and a good book and you're sitting by the fireplace and it's just that warm, fuzzy, cozy feeling. And that is a feeling that I hadn't had within myself for a very long time. And I needed to recreate that safe space for myself because I was having trust issues with a lot of people, you know, or it could just be that I have a lot of Scorpio placements. I don't know, but I was starting to uh, get to the point where I didn't even, I, I, I wasn't sure if I could trust myself with discernment, you know, I fell into one of those episodes of depression. Um, and when, when that's triggered, it sometimes it gets really bad. And I didn't catch the cause of it right away. You know, whenever I went to the doctor, I would tell them, no, I'm not depressed or anything because I don't have time for them to try to, you know, I don't do medication. So because I like to know the root cause. I don't want to treat the symptoms. I want to know the root cause. And I just realized that I didn't feel safe. And I realized I hadn't felt safe in a very long time. You know, I kind of just had to adapt to my changing environments, but I never really felt at home. You know, I never really uh, connected to the environment that I was in. So last year, I had decided that I was going to spend this year focusing on becoming healthy, physically, mentally, spiritually. And I started with my physical health, then it moved into um, the mental. And when I got to my mental, that's when the word Yugi came back up. And I was like, and it just the word alone, like it made me feel some type of way. Not negative, but it, it kind of, it was kind of like, um, this is what you need to do. So I started working with that, um, making my environment more home to me. And then I had to work on my environment within me. You know, 
I know people say start with what's within you, but sometimes you have to make your external environment more inviting so you feel safe enough to go within you. Because if you're always in a fight or flight zone, you're never going to get to the work. You know, so sometimes you need to kind of adjust your environment to you instead of you adjusting to your environment. And what I mean by that is if you have, because um, I know some people live with other people, a space that's yours. Make it as comfortable and inviting and warm because um, I, I feel like it's a kind of fiery energy. It's not a super burning hot fire, but it's like just enough to keep you warm, to, to make you comfortable. It's not overbearing. It's very balanced, a very balanced flame. You want to make that space comfortable for you. Because then um, you can do that by um, decreasing the stimuli in the room. You know, sometimes you have too much stuff and you need to get rid of it. Because whether you know it or not, it's stimulating you. You know, and I'll let y'all do your Google search on what overstimulation can do to you. So you want to get rid of things that you don't use, don't need. You want to bring it down to a minimum. You want to make sure your space is clean. Open those windows up. Smudge the area. If you don't have a smudge stick, Make a cleansing spray. If you don't have cleansing spray, use your energy. Speak it into the environment. It's your environment. You have power and dominion over that environment, that room. Use it. So the Healing Hugi ministry is about me ministering from my experience and sharing that with other people. That's something I've always done, but this particular um, ministry, it, it, it's me being a little bit more emotionally vulnerable, which I have never done. <laughs> Not even with people I'm close with. I don't really share my deepest, uh, darkest. It doesn't even have to be dark. I just don't go very deep with people. When it starts getting to that level, it's like something, a wall, uh, an alarm gets triggered and then walls go up and it's like, oh, nope, nope, we're not going there. You know, so this is a different side of me. And we all have that side of us that we don't really show other people. And it doesn't have to mean that it's a bad thing, like you're a tell terrible person you may have hidden talents that you've kept from the world that could actually help the world in some way you know to spread that positive vibration and on my birthday I made a post um I was saying that I felt obligated to show up as my future self you know to wear what she would wear and I got dressed up I put on my makeup I accessorized. Y'all, I even wore a dress. <laughs> that is unheard of for me, mostly. But I put on my dress and everything. Even had on some little heels. And 
when I do my makeup, you know, like regular, regular makeup, I usually don't really pay too much attention to myself. But when I did it this time, I noticed myself. And it was like I was noticing myself for the first time. You know, as strange as that sounds, that's what it felt like. And I kind of shocked myself. I was like, oh, my God, I'm pretty. <laughs> Not that I don't think I'm pretty. I mean, I don't have low self-esteem, but I never really took the time to get dolled up the way that I did. You know, I, I did kind of a soft glam look. I prefer that because I don't like anything that hides my own natural beauty. I just like to enhance it. But I was like, man, I look really pretty today. This is what I've been hiding from the world. Mm. I need to go out more. You know, and it made me smile and it felt really good. You know, and I realized how I never really let myself be pretty. You know, I'm always kind of a tomboy. So I had to ask myself why. And basically, um, it stemmed from not feeling safe going out. Because I remember when I was younger, like in my 20s, I used to go out and men would try to talk to me and I would politely decline their offer and they would get, you know, ignorant, <laughs> for lack of better words. They get real ignorant. You know, they'll get loud, try to embarrass you, call you outside your name. So it had got to the point where it was so often that I didn't want to be seen anymore, you know, because going through school, I had that same face where I just didn't want to be seen because I didn't know how to handle the attention properly. You know, I, I didn't have assertiveness when I was in school. And eventually I did um, get enough confidence within myself to assert myself to some degree. But I still wasn't very good at it in my 20s. So after those incidents happened, after enough of them happened, I went back to hiding myself. You know, it was always like that. Or if I fell into um, an episode of depression, I would go back to hiding myself because usually when I go through that cycle, I let myself go. You know, I gain weight and I just don't look my best. So I hide myself. I'm like, you know what? If I don't really do anything to stand out, no one will notice me. I'll be fine. You know, but it's come to a time where I realize, you know, I can't keep hiding from the world. I have to go out there and live. And I say the same thing to any of you that are listening. You can't keep hiding from the world. You can't. You got to stop hiding. You got to let people know who you are. Because you have something buried within you that the world needs. You got to live full and die empty. You know, I, um, I had done a podcast on this. I wrote a post, but I've deactivated that page so it's no longer. But I was saying that some of those graves, some of those tombstones, they're not empty. 
they're not empty. With the person went unnoticed gifts or unused gifts and talents that the world could have used, but they kept it to themselves. You know, and, and I, I it kind of made me angry. I was like, well, I don't have to, man. I don't, I don't have to. I can keep it for myself. Like, it's for me. I don't need to be out there. And it's like, how selfish is that? You see the world is practically going to shit. And you have something within you that can bring balance, to restore balance. And you're hiding it and keeping it for yourself. You have to realize that what happens to other people can eventually happen to you. You have free will. And you can choose to keep it to yourself. But you have to remember that you pay in some way. You know, even with the uh, voting thing, it's like, and y'all already know how I feel about voting, but still, you know, it, it made me realize that what you don't uh, choose, chooses you. One or the other, one side of the coin is you, you choose by default. You know, and that's what I meant about the apathy versus divine neutrality uh, thing that I did. You're choosing by default one of the choices anyway. So you may as well give your informed consent because we're in the age of knowing. Ignorance is no longer an option. Ignorance is now going to be people's demise, the cause of it. You can't be ignorant anymore. And that comes with manifesting. You know, I know some people say, oh, I'm not going to focus on the bad. I'm going to focus on the good. That's good. It doesn't mean that you're giving energy to negative things, but you are aware that negative things are happening and you can do something you have something within you that can help balance that out, that can help heal it. You don't heal by ignoring and pretending something doesn't happen so that you don't see it in your reality because it's going to show up through someone else that's close to you. It's going to hit close to home until it makes it to your house. That's what's going to happen. To have an awareness of self is to have an awareness of others. And that was the hardest lesson I had to learn. It wasn't that I wasn't really aware of others. It was just I felt powerless to do anything. You know, and that's when I was like, you know what? I'm coming out of all these groups, out of all these conspiracy theory groups. I'm, I'm coming out of that stuff because most of those people, they're not doing anything. They're just talking. They're just there to get their dopamine fixed. So I said, you know what? I'm going to start in my physical uh, reality. Whatever I can do to make even one person stay better, I'm going to do my best to do. So that's what I started doing. And my reality shifted. Because you're going to get back the energy that you put out. If you're not putting out energy, you're not going to get anything back. 
You know, you, you can't be upset that other people are getting blessed because they took the time to bless other people and you chose to be selfish and keep everything to yourself. You can't get mad. You know, and your energy is your currency for a lot of you. I'm one of those people. My energy is my currency. And while I'm sharing posts and being informative and stuff on the Internet, I wasn't really sharing my energy. You know, I wasn't sharing me because a lot of us, we don't have to become anything. We already are. We only need to realize it. And I know that my energy is healing. You know that your energy is healing. So, just be yourself. You know, I still was holding back. I wasn't fully sharing my energy. You know, it's like, it's kind of like when uh, people go trick-or-treating and you set the candy out on the front porch for them to just you know, go for what they know. That's how it was. It's like, ah, it's right there on the porch. Don't knock on my door. Don't come in my house. It's right there on the porch. You know, it was still that wall in between. You know, and my spirit told me, it was like, you, you can't do that. You already know how you operate. It's all or nothing. You're either going to go all in with this or you're not really giving nothing. So you got to go all in. And I was like, man, that's com that, that's so uncomfortable for me. So I had to create a Hugie. You know, I had to bring that within myself. I had to make me feel like home to me because you are your own foundation in this world. You get lost out there in the woods, sometimes you're the clothing you have on is the only shelter from the elements that you have and you have to make it enough you have to dress appropriately you wouldn't wear cotton because that's going to soak in the moisture and you could freeze you could get hypothermia if it's cold you have to make you appropriate for the environments that you're in you have to be able to adapt while still keeping your home. It's kind of like those who travel with an RV. They take their home with them. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to do this. I'm homesick. That's because they aren't bringing that energy of home with them wherever they go. Home is a protection. It's security. It's stability. You have to bring it with you. That place is not your home. It's a house. It's your energy that makes it a home. It's your energy that you pour into that house that makes it comfortable, that makes it cozy. And that's why people love to come visit you because of that feeling. They feel at home. You know, I thought it was weird the first time somebody told me that I made them feel at home with themselves I didn't know how to react to that and y'all I have a long history of not being able to receive a compliment and it all stemmed back from childhood you know from 
I, I mean, I was a super sensitive kid. So when I saw girls giving a girl a compliment and then the minute the girl turned her back, they're laughing and, you know, joking on her. It stuck with me. You know, so I had to work through that and I'm still working through that. It's not easy for me because if like me, you've had those times when people have you've told them very confidential information and then they used it against you and after getting burned like that you're like nah never again man never again and I'm not saying you have to do this with the world because we're not responsible for saving the world what I'm saying is any way that you can be a light in your own community do that you know it's somebody out there that is waiting for you to activate. Waiting for you to activate them. You know, your energy activates people. It's like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, you know what? I was thinking that same thing, but I never said it because, you know, I, people would get mad or upset or they probably would think I was crazy or something. It's like, no, you're not crazy. This and this and this and this. I've had plenty of conversations like that. You know, I've had plenty of times when people would come into my inbox and say, hey, thank you. You're saying exactly what I've always wanted to say, but I didn't want to uh, push any buttons. Sean, I'm going to say what, I'm, what I got to say. <laughs> but I, I um, for a time, it made me uncomfortable because I'm like, wait, hold up now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being messy on my loss. I'm like, I'm not here to speak for other people, but I realize that comes with the territory and it's a responsibility. If you're going to be a leader, if you're going to be an influencer, if you're going to be a way shower, it comes with responsibility and you got to be comfortable within yourself to be able to handle that responsibility. Otherwise you're going to break easily. You know, so I had to learn to accept the compliment and leave it at that. Whether they meant it or not, if they're being shady, that's on them. I had to learn to accept the flowers that people were trying to give me. You know, because I remember somebody stole my stuff and, you know, like every, people loved it. I'm like, what? You know, and Spirit's like, I mean... And your people come showing you love and you don't be accepting it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would say my thank yous and stuff like that, but I couldn't really receive it in my heart, if you know what I mean. So I was like, you know what? You're right. You're right. That's, that's right. So I had to I had to work on that. And the only way I could do that was to work on my inner alchemy. I had to rearrange things within me. I had to declutter. I had to release. I had to go through to get through to create this home now that I have within myself. And maybe this is something that you have to do too. You have to feel at home with yourself. So that you can project that feeling outwardly 
because it's not even a matter of you being aware of your powers or not. You are. You're just you're uncomfortable using them. You're not really sure what will come of it, you know, and it's almost like sometimes you don't allow yourself to receive things. You don't allow yourself that happiness because you figure it may be too good to be true. And that's the same mentality that I had. I'm like, nah, I already know they're going to betray me in some way. I didn't realize that that was, you know, what I was thinking on a subconscious level. But when I finally explored it, it made sense. And it was like, no, 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 no. You know what? I can't live life like that. I can't. You know, I can't live life with trust issues. Even though I say, you know, these people, I'm unbothered. They don't exist to me anymore. That energy still exists, though. That's still a cord that I have to cut. If I say that this is a new me, this is a new beginning, I have to mean that. That means all these trust issues that I have with other people, that cord has to be cut and leave that with other people. I have to become a whole new creature. I have to start my life over. As if nothing ever happened to me. Because if I approach every single person with the history of a previous person, I'm not going to meet too many people that want to hang with me. And it's, you know, it's not about uh, people liking you, but it's about being fair. Would you want to be held responsible for what somebody else did to someone else when you weren't there? It's not fair. So I realized I have to be fair. There's justice and fairness. You know, because if you go out there hurting innocent people, it's coming back to you. Even if you didn't mean to, even if it's because you are under the um, energy of victimhood, you're still responsible for how you treat people. It's a karmic lesson. And you're going to get that karmic lesson because sometimes we're so deep into our victimhood, we don't realize that we're hurting innocent people. We're just thinking about us. It's just all about us. And in this world of self-help, I don't think anyone's really getting help. You're learning boundaries and standards, but I feel like it's having an adverse effect on some people is making them even more selfish in a very bitter way you know operating on the vibration of love is not intentionally being rude to people because they don't think like you because you think you're better than them it's making space for all people whether they agree with you or not it's like oh, okay you know because i mean i have my opinion you have yours we're both entitled to it we can agree to disagree and we can keep it moving you don't have to mistreat people because they're different you know and that comes with the people who do believe differently than you some people will say oh i'm vibrating higher because i believe this and they believe that that's not true there's some people who are unaware of what goes on in the spiritual community, but they're very high vibrational 
people because spirituality isn't something that you obtain you already are that you are a spirit in a human body you don't need to be the most knowledgeable you know you just do what feels right you do what your spirit leads you to do and a lot of things that you're doing you don't even know that it has a name for it you know how many times have you uh, learned about something you're like hey i've been doing that my whole life i didn't know it was a name for it. it's just something i do look at that you already vibrating at a certain level and you weren't even aware of it but now that you're aware of it you can take more responsibility for it you're more accountable for it because with knowledge comes responsibility you're responsible for how you apply that knowledge or that wisdom and that's something i try to do i try to be as responsible as i can with my platform and one of the ways that i do that is i encourage therapy you know i'm grateful for those who have uh, fired their therapist and worked with me but i do have to say i would prefer that people stick with their therapist if it's a good therapist if not find a better one that resonates with you because you still have to remain grounded there's a lot of people out here who are so far into the spirit that they're venturing into the world of psychosis and that's very serious it can be very serious therapy keeps you grounded not in a bad way but it keeps you grounded there has to be a balance to everything because for the spiritual process there's a biochemical process that is important too you can't just live in the spirit and have your physical self decay you're going to become a disembodied spirit that's what they are you know a lot of people think uh you know some external force has to make them disembody or hijack their spirit or something like that but no people do it to themselves by refusing to ground grounding is much more than going outside putting your feet on the ground you have to ground mentally too not just physically you have to be mentally grounded because what you think is a spiritual awakening could very well be psychosis or any other mental health condition and it's gotten to a point at least online where mental health has become normalized you know uh mental health issues have become normalized it's like all oh, this normal is part of the awakening and you know me reading it i'm like no she needs to go to a therapist there's an imbalance in her physical in her mental and she needs to go see a therapist about that and if you're in the spiritual community and you're a therapist please promote your business please do you know cuz there's a really negative uh stigma around therapists granted some probably don't know what they're doing and they're trying their best some are just in it for the money but i think it is a really good thing when a therapist is um also spiritual because there are a lot of people in the spiritual community that are not mentally grounded 
you know, I get that, you know, a lot of people misunderstand spirituality, um, especially when it comes to paganism and things like that. They think you're crazy, but sometimes crazy people, sometimes they really are crazy <laughs> and they need that extra support. They need that mental and emotional support. That's very important. There's no shame in that. It's something that needs to be talked about. There's no shame in getting help. I don't care if you've been doing tarot for 30 years. I don't care if you've been an energy healer for 40 years. There's no shame in needing help. You don't have to do it alone. We're meant to interact with each other. It will become a very cold world if everyone isolated themselves. So during quarantine, it's still, you know, that I know people looked at it as isolating from one another, but there were things at home that needed to be fixed for a lot of people. Their home life was a mess. And whatever they were doing out there in their social life was a distraction from that mess at home. They were, it was escapism. It was a coping mechanism. Some people's social lives are a coping mechanism for what's going on at home. They can't, they don't know how to remedy or fix what's going on at home. So they live it out in their social life. They're the party girl. They're the one that's always busy. They're the first one at work, the last one to leave. Some people cope by making themselves busy. You know, people like to look at things in a very negative way. I try to find the silver lining. I try to find the positives. And I looked at the quarantine as it's time to fix what's going on at home. You know, maybe your kid was trying to tell you something and you haven't been listening because you already have enough on your plate. You don't need anything else. You can't handle anything else. What your child tell you might be the straw that breaks the camel back, but you need to listen. You have to listen, you know, or maybe it was, you've been ignoring this talent, this calling to start this business. Quarantine gave you that time to nurture that idea because the seed was already planted in your mind. You just needed to nurture it. And so many people walked out with businesses. They don't even have to go back to work. So I encourage you to always try to find a silver lining in anything. I'm aware of what's going on in the world, but I'm going to find the silver lining in it. That doesn't mean I have to focus on it being negative. I don't have to manifest a negative reality. I can take actual reality and find something good about it. And I can focus on that energy. Like, oh, okay, it's a lot of child trafficking going on in this area. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to start connecting with my neighbors. I'm going to go get to know my neighbors. So if I see something going on with their children, I feel comfortable enough to go to them about it. And a lot of people mind, so-called mind their business because they don't feel comfortable going to somebody to tell them what they've seen because they don't know how the person will react. You're going to have to get to know each other. You're going to, after you feel at home with yourself and your environment, you're going to have to make yourself feel at home in your community. 
where you live should be home to you. There should not be a disconnect. Like, oh, I only feel safe inside my house. No, you should feel safe outside of your house. You should feel safe mingling with the people in your neighborhood. You should feel safe. You deserve that. Even if this requires you to relocate, which I think a lot of people are. Do that. If you receive that call, answer it. It's for your own good. The process itself can seem chaotic, but there is a whole nother life on the other side of that fear. I appreciate y'all for listening to me today. I appreciate those who tune in. I'm really grateful for you. Thank you for supporting the channel. And I will see y'all next time.